0: It's time for building the game game, with Jason and
1: friends. friends, friends, tabletop building the game with friends. friends, For Jason and friends. friends. It's at the end of the the episode. episode That's when the technical ends. Hola, bienvenidos a Construyendo el Juego. Yo soy su anfitrión Julio Nazario este episodio es 471 y hoy es junio 7 de 2021 estamos en el futuro mi gente el día de hoy vamos a estar hablando con un diseñador que es bastante bueno en lo que hace bienvenido a jason slingerland bienvenido jason bienvenido hola uh, that's that's what i got that's what i got <laughs> that's
0: beautiful that's not
1: that's not too bad that's not too bad but After I, you... at least we you're, you're now we're, you're getting an extra for your audience you know you gotta yes, get that spanish-speaking to... audience yes in
0: here. yes I'm, I'm i'm in i'm into it so uh, i was uh i was excited uh when we were camping this weekend i mentioned we were camping this weekend beforehand across from us there was like this huge family reunion of like like 10 tents together um and uh and they uh uh they were uh listening to tejano music like uh-huh. very loudly and like <laughs> normally at a campground it's like country music and and my wife and I were like we're down with this this is fantastic like <laughs> were they so, speaking
1: spanish and stuff
0: uh yeah some of them some of them were um but it was it was interesting it was like a a very cultural mix of people uh in that family which was which was pretty cool to see um and yeah, yeah they had like a huge I can't, ahead, I can't say
1: for other for other cultures, but at least Puerto Ricans were super loud when we're in a group <laughs> setting. So if they were loud, then maybe there were a Puerto Rican or two there. The, yeah, and they weren't they weren't like too loud, um, but it was just cool. <laughs> like it was like not
0: the music I expected to hear when I was camping, but I welcomed it.
1: So yeah, nice, yeah. nice. You're welcome to change. That's good. That's good. So what's going yes. on, Jason?
0: you know, things have been uh, busy. I'm excited. The summer is starting pretty soon. My kids are almost Mm -hmm. out of school. Uh, Since they've been doing school online at home, (laughs) that means that I'm almost out of school. Thank goodness. Uh, We have a person coming in uh, who's going to be working with the kids uh, all summer. So that means that I get to do more design work. And I've been working on a lot of really cool stuff. Um, Some stuff I'm not ready to talk about that I actually forgot to mention to you, but it's uh, just some some different stuff I'm working on uh, for the other side of my my business with my coaching and stuff and some games in there that I'm pretty excited about uh, that at some point uh, we'll talk about. Uh, but I want to really like do a deep dive in an episode. I've talked about them a little bit, but I want to spend some real time on it. So yeah, you said something yeah.
1: on, uh, maybe on Twitter about designing a couple of games and. I have time. yes, yeah. Cool. I
0: it's been it's been really cool, um, and uh, I'm working on. Uh, several co-designs but i'm working on a a solo design right now which i know like what did i forget to do that (laughs) um it is i'm not going to give any details about it because i will i want to pitch it at some point but but it is uh i worked on this game i was really happy with how it's coming along and i was trying to find a theme and i realized oh my gosh it can be outcome the wolves uh And I'm super stoked about that. So, so I've, I've said no, no co-designers because I can't, uh, I can't bring anyone into that because it's, it's like a nightmare in my head and, uh, it's my white whale of a game. And so I'm, I'm not going to, uh, I'm not going to, I'm not going to spoil it by, uh, by bringing someone in and, and ruining their lives too. So, yeah.
1: Well, good luck with that, man. Good luck with that. Thanks. How about with you? What's been going on? Well, uh, last time I was on the podcast, it was with uh, Eric Lang. So hopefully everybody enjoyed that extra long episode. Um, Fantastic.
0: Great reviews on that episode. I heard lots of good feedback from people. So
1: Great, great, great. Yeah, I mean, obviously Eric knows what he's doing so, and what he's saying. So I, I think we all got something from it. So that was, that's awesome. But now Absolutely. let's get back to, to some of our, the newbie designers here to try and talk to people about design. So it's been <laughs> you sounded like Katarski just then. <laughs> <laughs> I miss him. I haven't heard from him in a while. Yeah, no, he's been busy.
0: Nicole's been busy. And so, yeah, it's supposed to been you and me and uh, and our mentees have been kicking it. They are amazing. Uh, some yeah, of I've my heard. favorite episodes. Yeah, we've had some really good guests and conversations out of theirs. The, I highly recommend the solo design episode with Raven and uh, Mike Mullins. Oh, that was fantastic! Like I learned was- so much on that episode. Yeah.
1: Well, um, so it's been it's been almost two months since I last uh, spoke on the podcast. Well, barely at that specific one, but um, you know, I, I've been <laughs> dealing with a newborn. He's not so much of a newborn anymore. He'll be uh, by the time we hear this episode, he'll be five months. And awesome. I mean. He, he's been such a huge blessing, that baby. I mean, he, <laughs> he is just this bundle of smiles. Everything you say to him, he's smiling. And he's such a well-behaved baby. So we're being a little spoiled here. Um, you know, at this point, he's been sleeping through the night and stuff like that. So that hasn't been too bad. Um, but, you know, during the day, obviously, we, we have to, you know, switch uh, with my wife and I. Just working together to take care of him while we're both working mm-hmm. during the day. So... So that's been a little, uh, you know, time, taking some time, but but I, I gladly gladly do it. Um, now, since I last spoke, I was working on on my design uh, uh, Borinken, which was for the Zenobia Award for the historical uh, uh, that historical award, and and that game went uh, through to the to the finals, which is gonna be on on June fifteenth. is gonna be submission for playable prototypes. Awesome. so i i you know a, a, a little after you know april i got uh, the game in working order as in the first prototype iteration It took me four months to get that thing together because it's it's you know it's a two three hour game so it's out of my wheelhouse but i've been definitely learning a lot and i've tested it you know to be honest i have tested it like three times so it's it's definitely it, it's gotten you know it's gotten uh really like a uh, well put together you know from the start so i'm excited about that um and at this point i'm i'm actually finishing the rules and it seems like it's going to be like 12 13 pages or so so it's not too long
0: <laughs> for you a know, three for hour
1: my, game though i get it it's fair yeah yeah for sure for sure especially you know i i design shorter games and usually the my my uh rule rule books are you know two to four pages sometimes six uh so this is definitely on the on the longer side but i'm excited and 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 after that I, i've got so much stuff i gotta do because it's just uh, I, i've gotten some some cool opportunities now so one thing we were talking about before we got into recording was that I've just been so preoccupied with everything life related and and of course I've been doing some design but I've kind of not uh, had a lot of time to pitch my designs uh, mm-hmm. to publishers mm-hmm. and and you know it's 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 pretty straightforward right you're sending emails with sell sheets or just an email with a short video and and I have a lot of those I even have some backlog games that. I can still pitch to other publishers. I just haven't had the time. Uh, but right, now, right. Uh, I got a really cool email earlier this, this week. Um, I actually got an invitation to the Gathering of Friends. Hey, um, congrats. Yes. Yeah, so for those of you that don't know, the Gathering of Friends is an invite-only convention uh, hosted by Alan Moon, the designer of Ticket to Ride. And, uh, this is held in New York and it's, it's pretty, you know, I've heard some cool things about it and especially, you know, working with Pandasaurus, I know that they go to that and they did a lot of testing of control there and stuff like that. So regardless to say it's, there, there's a lot of really, uh, you know, important people in the industry that go to this convention. Mm -hmm. It's fairly small is supposedly is less than 300 people. Uh, but they're all, you know, really, uh, you know, important people in the industry. So I'm excited that I got the invitation. It's kind of it was kind of a thing out of the blue, but I'm co-designers with his co-designer. So so that that kind of we kind of talked yeah. about it yeah. and 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 uh, we're, we're testing our game there. So this is going to be a really good opportunity for me to pitch games. and Yeah. Person uh especially to a lot of publishers that i haven't met and it, it is a, a a setting for that you know usually when we go to origins or gen con or packs unplugged it's a it's a selling convention so it's a little more hectic when it comes to to that but this one is like a 10-day convention um so it's it's pretty long and i'm only gonna be there like four days because i already have uh, other arrangements uh but basically after i finish up my my uh, submission I'm going to be preparing prototypes, physical prototypes. Absolutely, yeah. <laughs> that's Absolutely. been a while. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So I, I I got like 10 I got to do it and different games. I I I only going to have time to make one of of each, but but I regardless to say I'm really excited uh for this opportunity, so that's going to be that's going to be pretty cool. Mhm.
0: Very cool. Very cool, man. Well, congrats. That's awesome.
1: Thank you. So I know that I usually kind of uh, bring a topic uh, when I'm on, but you you wanted to talk about some specific things. Yeah, uh, yeah. On this one, it's a little so w- all over the place. But go
0: ahead. Let's let's do a little pre-topic topic. So okay. Um. So I like to save a lot of times the kind of the the design update stuff uh, with you know what's going on with publishers and stuff for when you're on rather than when it's like a guest. Um, mm-hmm. You know, I wanted to be one of the other hosts, and you're the main one that's on right now with me. And I like we like talking about this stuff. So, um, so I got a game back. Um, as in a publisher had signed a game, and I got it back. Uh, if you're keeping track at home, uh, and you've been listening for a long time, that's the third time that's that's happened. Um, uh, and what's interesting is it's all under different circumstances, right? The first one uh, was a game I had that came back because uh, the publisher completely reinvented their model for what they wanted to do with games. This was gosh, about eight years ago, seven, eight years ago. Um, and uh, yeah, and it just didn't fit. No hard feelings. I'm still friends with that publisher today. Uh, that was Van Ryder Games. I, I can say that. I've talked about it at length on the show. And and then uh, just last year, I got one back from another company. Um, and that one was, you know, I talked about on the episode actually Eric was on, where I had done a lot of work for it. Um, I had followed a lot of their directions, had designed it in the way they wanted. And then they decided that the game didn't work that way, and, and they were right; it didn't work that way. Uh, so I got that back, um, you know. And then uh, the one I just got back with this, this one hurt. Um, and not like like you know, nobody did anything wrong. Like I, I I respect the company. So so basically, I didn't talk about this, but I I sold a game to to a mass market publisher. Uh, I sold a kids game specifically. Or, or, yeah, I was we'll say a kids game. Um, Uh, kids slash family game to a a publisher yeah yeah sorry and i by that i mean i signed it i received in advance um and uh and then uh they so they they bought it thinking they had an idea for what license they would put it on the ip they would put it with um and indeed that turned out to be the ip that was going to work um and then when they tried to show it to retailers it just wasn't, um, it was in a kind of a demographic, um, that just wasn't going to work. And so it's, they said, you know, Hey, we're going to cancel the project and send it back. Um, so, so yeah, so it, it ended really, really well. Like I'm still pitching things to that publisher. The people that I work with there are amazing. Uh, you know who they are too, Julio, you've worked with them as well. Um, but it will, like you know, mass market has been that that nut that we all want to crack, right? I mean, that's that's the uh, that's the thing we're all trying to get to, right. um, and so to have that, uh, and then kind of have it just go away, um, that's a bummer, right? Yeah. And uh, you know, I mean, I, I kind of asked the developers, we like, you know, what, what can I learn from this? What did I do wrong? And they said nothing. Like <laughs> this, this was just—it's a tough market. Uh, we kind of bought this on spec more than we usually do because we believed in it. The licensor, or the IP people believed in it. Um, and the retailers just weren't interested. And sometimes that's the breaks, right? Um, I got to keep my advance, which with Mass Market, your advances are 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 healthy. Um, and so that was cool. Um, you know, and I, I feel like I've got a great relationship, like I said, with the publisher. But, you know, um when when we started this year out, um I had um uh, Eric, uh, Slossen on the show, when we talked about our goals, and, you know, mass market and specifically IP, uh, was something that was a big goal for both of us. And so I felt like early in the year, I was like, I did it. And then, you know, it wouldn't have come out this year, but I, I would have, I did it. Right. Yeah. Um, and then I didn't. And so, yeah. And so that was, that was tough. And obviously, Julio, you know, a lot more about the situation than, than I can talk about on the show, but, um, but it, it was tough. Right. I mean, so, uh, It was a bit of a bummer. I rebounded pretty well from it, you know, um, but it it hurt worse than the last one, which is funny because like I put, you know, I mean, I, I put a lot less work and time into this, you know, like, I mean, I worked for a couple dozen hours with the developer trying to kind of nail some things down and some look at some different options and stuff. Um, and it was, it was delightful. It was fun. I was learning a lot. Um, so I certainly can can walk away with having learned a lot, Um, it just was the fact that it was, uh, it, it just hurt because of, because of what it represented and then what it, what it didn't represent. So, yeah, so that, that's, that's my story uh, for the builders.
1: <laughs> yeah. And, and, you know, I'm, I'm sorry. i sorry to hear that. You know, I, I know that you sent me a text and we talked about it uh, a little longer length and and it definitely it definitely hurts it doesn't matter mm-hmm. if it is mass mark or if it's a smaller publisher because i've gotten that situation as well it always hurts because it's it's definitely one of those things that you're you're not going to see one of your games out there or maybe you know and maybe right. you will in the right. future but you thought you would and now it's gone so it's right. definitely it it's going to happen right it's not going to be the last time for either of us and it's not. Oh, no, hurt.
0: not if we keep doing it. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, it's not gonna hurt any less. But it, it is something that definitely happens. Especially we've talked about this before. Uh, these last two years have not been the norm, and publishers are not as risked, uh, you know, open as they were. You know, they mm-hmm. definitely want to be a little more safe with uh, whatever they're, is coming out. And and you know, it, it sometimes uh, things don't work out. So. Uh, I I definitely understand that. And, and, you know, from my personal perspective, I was saying that I'm actually glad that you wanted to bring this up as well because um, I got an email last week about a game being returned to me as well. And this is not my first time either. Mm -hmm. Uh, However, it's funny, you know, it's kind of like the other side of the coin. This game, uh, I'm not going to mention the publisher because I got some stuff to say. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> um it's it it's it, um, i was actually happy to get the game back uh that's oh, all the, right yeah that's the gist of it so uh this is actually like one of the earlier games that i signed and it was actually it, it was really a, a teaching moment for me because it was the game that i signed that i had the least development work on so i the the game that i that was the new newest out of all the ones that i signed i think i signed it within 40 days of designing it or something um and and the thing was that at the time i wasn't as jazzed about the publisher but they were interested and i was like you know i can sign it and let's see what happens i want to get this experience of course looking back now I'm, i'm i'm glad that i had the experience but it wasn't a good one Um, so, you know, we're talking about, this was two and a half years ago that I signed it. And one thing I'm glad that I did, and I always say, uh, the, the contract did not have an advance on it, but I asked them to add one and, Mm -hmm. you know, they're a fairly, a fairly small publisher. So it wasn't that big of an advance, but I still got one now, Mm -hmm. um, from the get go, they, 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 they had some plans for it and, and essentially uh, the game started to change. Uh, you, you could see that they were doing development work on and and they would ask me to do things. Uh, you know, think of of doing this and this, and I would take my time and and think about the redesign and did a prototype because at the time we were doing physical physical play testing. and I would take my time and and take the game and play test it, play test the changes that they've asked for. Uh, So kind of like your other one that was returned to you. Right, right. Um, But this one was a little worse because I would show my findings through my playtesting and what I thought about, and they would take that feedback and basically just do nothing with it because the next time I would talk to them, they had a completely different direction of the game. Um, and, And between all this, this actually happened three times uh like they wow. were asking for my feedback and you know I and at the second time I was like you know I definitely I want you to to respect my time because it feels like you're not listening to what I'm saying and and you're just uh saying yes yes and then what next time I see you you did you did a lot of changes that weren't even discussed and that's okay because they're the publishers you know they're taking all the risks but if you're gonna do that, then keep me out of it. Just do your development, and 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 maybe whenever you're ready, show me. And and that's basically what they did. I didn't hear for them for months, and a couple of months ago, they showed me the latest iteration, and it was mm-hmm. my my game was almost not there. So, um, I kind of like what I saw, and and I was a little excited, but ultimately they they stopped Uh, they, one thing for I'll give them this they always responded to emails they were but i oh, don't know they never contacted me i always contacted them but they responded um and it's like a two person team and one of them is really, really responsive the other one is the one that i may not want to deal with in the future <laughs> um so it is one of those things that they said you know after so many development cycles on the game we're just not going to follow it anymore and you know i didn't respond right away i was like i'm okay with that because for a long time i was like this is not my game anymore um so when they said that you know I, a couple days later i'm like sounds good uh, thank you for your time good luck with your future projects and that's a. Uh, um so i'm actually excited to get the game back and and do the mm-hmm. direction that i originally uh had that i think it was it was a, a really good one hopefully and and I'm, I'm going to be working on that in the, in the future, but um, it was my learning point here. You know, you, you, you didn't have one, right. It was kind of the, well, in the sense you did, cause you said, you know, the, the, the market, the, the market just sometimes is not looking for that specific thing. Right. So mm-hmm, you, mm-hmm. you definitely got to find that specific time where, where your, your game will fit. And of course you sometimes don't have, I mean, you never have control over that, but that. Is still a learning point for me. It was definitely, uh, and I think I've, I've definitely since then, of course, it's been two and a half years since I signed that game, especially with Eric speaking with Eric. He, he said, you know, if the last game you ever signed was the game, that's going to be on your tombstone. uh, Are you going to be proud of that moment? Um, And even if a publisher offers you a contract on the game, is it still the best thing to do, uh, considering right, right. Uh, whatever you know about the game? And and I knew at the time that the game wasn't ready, and I, and they knew it too. That's why they did the development. But um, uh, it definitely put me in that situation where you know, going looking back, I'm like, maybe that's not the I, I shouldn't have done that. But not, now that I, hopefully the builders can learn from that as well. And sometimes it's really hard to say, you know. Don't sign the game if they want to sign it, if you have a bad feeling, because you're still signing a game, right? There's still that hope of getting a game out. Uh, and, I'm, you know, if you never had a game out, then this may be your only opportunity. That's always what you may be thinking, right?
0: Right, right. And it may be, right? That's the thing. Like, yeah. every game we sign could be the last one we sign, right? The first game you sign could be the last game you sign. Yeah, I mean, you yeah. just don't know, right? Um,
1: yeah, yeah. So it's, it's definitely hard to act on that um and and then the other ga- game that i had returned to me uh that was i guess that was uh, two years ago I'm, I'm not i don't remember that one was definitely i think the game had the good development cycle and i definitely got a healthy advance from that um and and the 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 thing that really kind of irked me was the communication and i've said that this in the past mm-hmm. that yeah the publisher didn't, contact didn't really respond to my emails and didn't hear anything from them for months and then they said they were gonna return the game to me so there's always uh the you, you know you can end on good terms with publishers and you know bad terms uh quotes air quotes um or really bad terms you know when i hear about them again but it is important that um i think there's definitely a, a communication. Uh, cycle of I guess a communication string between designers of knowing uh, you know what publishers to talk to which ones are good to work with which ones are bad and, and at the same time publishers have the same thing you know they talk about which publishers are good to to work with and stuff like that which, which designers um, so I think it's important for us to talk about these things because uh, we, we got to give them accountability you know absolutely absolutely <sighs> So yeah, that's a, it it was kind of a downer last week, but I'm at the same time, I'm excited to be working on that again. And, and then I got this new opportunity this week. I'm like, I want to work on the whole thing and, and have it ready for the gathering. Yeah, so that's going to cool. be fun.
0: All right. Well, we're going to, we're going to spin to the, to the actual topic, which would be a shorter topic because uh, of all this other stuff, but that's okay. Cause it's not a super long topic, uh, but it is a, it is a more exciting topic um then uh uh than it was before yes. so i mean yeah so
1: okay so here we go So i hear i go. hear you got a new toy jason um, i did
0: and i've talked about it on the podcast a little bit <laughs> uh when i had uh, matthew hawker on uh and that is i got a 3d printer um it's a nice it's uh it is a prusa or prusa prusa i don't know how it's pronounced but i don't have rob here to correct me um it's a it's a prusa uh I3 something something it's it's real nice Uh, i got a real good deal on it um it was it was a bigger more expensive printer than i expected to buy but i got it for probably four to five hundred dollars cheaper than i would have if i'd bought it uh straight from the manufacturer uh in the assembled condition it's in and it's got some upgrades and stuff uh that a friend of mine uh hooked me up with another friend uh and now they're both helping me they both have the same printer so it's great so they can actually talk me through problems and stuff but i I honestly have had hardly any. They talked me through setup, which was pretty quick. Uh, and since then, I've any failed prints I've had have either just been, you know, sometimes prints just fail. Uh, or like, oh, yeah, I can't print it that way. Like, that doesn't work. And I've learned kind of some tricks. Um, but what I want to talk about, because you've, you've got a 3D printer as well. And what I want to talk about around this, I don't just want to talk about the fact that I was showing you that I printed a Bonsai bill. Uh, from Mario, <laughs> which is like a bullet bill, but it's the one with the big mouth on it, um, the big teeth. Um, I, I don't want to just talk about that. That's pretty cool. Uh, yeah. So, what I want to talk about is, so <clears throat> in looking to do some self-publishing, right? Um, I, I really had wanted to do some really small publishing stuff, right? Like some some little games with a small deck of cards, these different things, and or, or like a deck of cards with a few other bits and stuff, and one of the big things that like I've seen is everything you could get um, for game design, uh, like for for a printing game, is pretty reasonably priced, except for one thing. And what is that one thing, Julio? What's the thing that always costs way more money than than you want it to?
1: Plastics. It's the
0: box. No, oh. well, the plastic, it's yes, but also oh, the box, the box okay. right? The box is yeah. always, I mean, boxes, as as we've talked about before, they're all handmade for the most part. Like, even, like, even the ones that are mass-produced still have handmade intervention to make them work. Um, so boxes are very expensive. The minimum box you're going to find for, like, a box that's not just, like, a simple tuck box uh, is going to be, you know, five-plus dollars or even, I would say, two to five dollars minimum from what I've seen, looking at quotes for printing and stuff, unless you want to go to China and do like mass produced. Right. Um, so I, I started thinking about like, I started seeing like models for card boxes, right. And little game boxes. And was like, Oh my gosh, like I could design a game box. So I mapped it out to design a game box that holds a hundred cards and a few other components. And I can make it for a dollar. Right. Now,
1: now you're uh, not mass again. producing these, right. As in, uh, make it for a dollar. In what material? Where? Um,
0: yourself? I could. You could print it for a dollar on a three D printer, um, okay. with um something like PLA or something like that. So something that looks really nice, is nice and sturdy, uh, with the right thicknesses and stuff. Um, and so that got me, like, that just got me thinking about that. First of all, is in like what a cool way that you could do, like a boutique game because you can actually do things like have the name engraved on the box and that actually saves you money because it uses less material, which, you know, you could have cool designs on the box again, actually makes it cheaper. So, um, so I'm, I'm kind of looking into that. Um, and I, so I'm, first of all, I'm curious before I kind of move into the next piece, I'm curious what your thoughts are on something like that. Um, if you're doing, and I'm talking about like, boutique slash punk rock games you know 500 copies that sort of thing you know i, um, I mean
1: so so here's my thought on this so i mean boutique publishing i would think it's more like 100 150 uh type of deal and even then sure, I like the sure 100, 150 it's, let's say that it, yeah it's a it's a good idea especially since they if you have, have a really good 3d printer you can Get some other types of plastics that have uh, a little more sheen to them and stuff like that. They, they yeah oh yeah yeah, and and you can you can even you can design the insert into the the box as well. Mm-hmm. Um, and that and that you know it may not uh, save you as much plastic, but it's it's a cool thing to do. So it's a it's a good idea, I guess. the The only drawback to all this is obviously, oh, I mean, there's two. Uh, number one is the time right uh you know i don't know what other printers are as in the uh, printing speed but mine which is just a 200 dollar three-year printer and it's, it's still a really good one it's a uh, ender 3 pro um, yeah ender was the other one i looked at so yeah so uh man mine i don't know how many grams of of uh plastic are did you take into account to make this box did you remember um
0: I don't. I did the math, and I could make twenty to twenty-five boxes per roll of filament
1: of kilogram, um, Okay. Yeah. So yeah.
0: So you're looking at uh, in the rolls are about twenty-nine bucks for yeah, so per, you're, for a kilogram, you're but talking about if
1: 75, you 75 grams or, or yeah, so. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah. I was. I wasn't doing it in grams. I was doing it in millimeters. Uh, to figure out, um, or in meters, sorry, to figure out how oh. many before I run out of uh, distance wise. Right. Okay. Um, so yeah, the math is a little fuzzy and that's why I would say, you know, my goal was, could I get them for less than a dollar each? Um, and again, this is for something boutique. This is, I would never yeah. want to mass produce this. Yeah. Um, I've got some of the the coaching games and stuff I'm doing have like small decks of cards or small components. And what a fun way to be able to put those together. Right. Um, and so, my so my printer is like I said, the printer I have, I think it retail it's a uh assembled, it's eleven hundred, twelve hundred bucks. I mean it's it's nice, it's big, it
1: prints quickly and, and nicely, you know? Um so okay. okay, so so again, and and let's say, you know, with my printer, I would say seventy five grams can take, you know, twelve, fifteen hours. So let's say with yours, let's say it takes eight hours. Uh, so we're talking about eight hours times however many games you want to print, and let's not count the ones that are get, get messed up, because you right, have right. to recalibrate your printer every so often. You know, level your print bed so things don't get messed up. So it, it's it's a lot of time that you have to consider. if mm-hmm. you're thinking of five hundred games, uh, you know that's uh, what are we talking about four thousand hours. You talk
0: about yeah. Uh, if I mean, like, so I showed you in the beginning like this this bullet bill type thing, right? This, mm-hmm. I think in total. So I, I guess the people can't see this. I'm sorry. So uh, <laughs> like if, when I looked at what it would take to print a tuck box size box, I want to say it was three hours or less. Yeah. Like my printers, my printers pretty quick. Um, and okay. the best is if you do it correctly, I could probably fit five of them on the print bed at once. And now um, you're printing, you know, so now it's printing for longer, but I can ignore
1: it. Um, yeah, you know. and 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 here's the here's the problem with that. If one gets messed up, it's probably gonna mess up the other ones. It, uh, it, yeah,
0: it sometimes. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I I I'll be honest. Like this printer, like is incredibly reliable. Okay. Of the prints I've had go bad, I've only had two go bad because it went bad. Like the other ones went bad because I I laid it out wrong and it was stupid and it was like I can't print this, moron, because uh, I didn't know how to read the files.
1: <laughs> so now I've learned that. So so let's say let's say yeah let's say it's four hours per per one and then you've got five hundred that's two th- uh, two thousand hours of yeah of yeah printing for sure. time and you know that's a eighty some days of continuous printing time not considering that you're preparing the one after each print mm-hmm. and stuff like that mm-hmm. and maybe you're sleeping yeah, or yeah. You, you have to go out so it's a lot of time uh for right. for something boutique I would definitely let's say, keep around the hundred, hundred and fifty. Yeah.
0: So, so my uh, thought was like to do two things to kind of do like, let's print like, so if I did a Kickstarter, that's one thing. But if I'm just like, if I'm just printing these to sell them as I go, like if I'm doing those as part of my coaching business thing, where I'm selling these small games mm-hmm. with the, with the stuff, I can literally have 10 on hand at an given time and just print them on demand. Right. So that's the other big thing is, um, and then I could – because that's the other option of, like, I could customize the box every time, right? Like, if I wanted to put text on the box or something like that, I could alter that based on who I'm selling it to, right? Um, <clears throat> I, I just like the flexibility to be able to be incredibly, like, you know, boutique about it, right? Yeah. Um, yeah.
1: And, 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 again, it doesn't really uh, uh, put it against any other type of, of uh, container like I know that tin boxes have been used and plastic has been used in very mm-hmm. different ways. I know that one I have is is the pickle rick uh game uh, that's yeah, for, yeah, yeah. for yeah. Rick and Morty. Yeah. I mean it's just a pickle shaped container and it's not very useful. Uh but it's cool <laughs> looking for sure. Uh so so that's definitely that's definitely a, a plus and I agree with you there if it's something that you're just going to have 10 on hand and somebody buys one you just print another one and you always have 10. Uh, then that that's completely fine. Now the other thing, negative thing that I was thinking about was the visual factor of it. Uh, regardless of how much incest um, uh, text or or visuals you can put in, you only have one color to print on, so it's not really going to look that uh, interesting unless you're maybe leaving intentionally leaving blank space so using the negative space to for the colors to jump out so you can right right have the the whatever is inside really show what the name is and stuff like that i mean that that sounds pretty cool
0: well and there are I, at least with my printer i found that i can do overlay printing so like i can do basically like leave uh leave an, uh a hollowed out spots and then like you print like this the, you print the other half of that shape right and then you just set it in there with, and it like adheres down, like when you use glue, right? And it adheres down and those look phenomenal. Wow. So yeah, so I know there are some negative sides to it. I'm interested, like I said, in the boutique side. I think that when you're talking about games and stuff you're using for like corporations and stuff, having it not be like super like crazy and loud looking, like a lot of the way we like games isn't necessarily a detriment. Um, in fact, it could be a bonus to it. um You know,
1: so yeah. So, so uh, I, I mean, ahead, I'm being I, I'm, I'm being devil's advocate here, right? So yeah. Oh yeah. And, and, yeah of course. And, and now and now you're 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 saying it's a corporate for kind of a corporate uh, uh client, right? So let's say as a corporate client, I really like what you're bringing to the table, and I'm like, you know, I really like it. I'm got, I want to order two hundred copies from you for my company uh mm-hmm. what do you do there um i would
0: i would first of all i would buy another printer and then i would print them that way because if they ordered that many copies i could afford to buy another printer um you know so <laughs> no i mean yeah i ideally like you know if, if they wanted to buy that many copies yeah i mean that's a great problem to have to have to figure out right um but i would figure it out um yeah
1: Okay, you there's know something
0: in, in, to think about. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. No, and like I said, I'm just really trying to like think, for lack of a better term, outside of the box on what we can do here, right? Um, you know, I- I've seen some like even some puzzle box printing where like you know there are boxes that like you know you can they lock a certain way and then you turn them another way. Like even the idea of turning one of those simple a simple one of those into a game box to where like it kind of self locks and then, um, I'm just I'm just excited about that idea because. Um, it opens some interesting doors. Um, you know, I mean, you know, Tagmeier when he was on Jason Tagmeier, he, his whole thing was about like, we, our company exists because boxes are expensive. And so like we figured out a way around it. Right. Yeah. Um, but the, mean, other, yeah, the other, the that, 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 other, that's, a,
1: that's, a, that's, a, that's really interesting, especially, uh, let's say if you, if you do decide to follow the same type of box, you could have them. So they interconnect with each other stuff like that. And, and, and mm-hmm. so, so they can, you know, be stored together and stuff like that. Yeah. I mean, stack I, or something. Yeah. Yeah. And, and even uh, if you do have some inlay or, or recessed uh, visuals, people can start painting on them, right? You can paint it however mm-hmm. you want. Mm-hmm. That's just, you know, something that's not as important, but it is interesting. Now, uh, of course, uh, when, when it comes to publishing and stuff like that, you also have to think about other, other uh, things that, may bring this may bring to the table i mean components wise that's something yeah and
0: that's that was the next part i wanted to talk about yes
1: (laughs) well well, well, what what you got
0: well so that's where i kind of wanted to i kind of wanted to just have an open discussion about um you know when it comes to uh printing components because obviously you're doing a boutique game right you want to have a very hyper specific component, right? And this is—I know you've used this before for prototypes, mm-hmm. uh, and yep. I haven't yet because I haven't made a physical prototype in you know a year and a half. Uh, but soon <laughs> I'm going to. And uh, when I do that, I'm going to want to be able to make some some way like different you know components that I can print. And so that got me thinking, like, well, you know, again, if you're doing the boutique model, you know, if I have to print 500 of a small component. That where they take you know fifteen minutes each, or I can fill a whole fill a whole yeah. print plate with them, and they can and they know they can do it in four hours, and they can do thirty of them. That's not that big of a deal anymore, right? Yeah. So um, and that's where you know we're talking about like really specific components, uh, where you want them to be you know like fancy for lack of a term. You want them to be exactly what you want them to be, right? It's not something you could just walk out and buy in small quantities um like you know if I if i want to print a card game there are numerous places where i can print um you know including like on on shore i mean i can print here in america if if i print enough cards right um through some some different printer studios uh which is what tagmire does a lot of times you know so um so yeah that it's it's the physical components outside of
1: cards right yeah and and i'm going to go even further i mean not to Just have it to specific components, even even components that you can buy in bulk. Sometimes it's cool to play around with it. Like uh, one thing I I know I did with a game uh, Rise, I use I needed just cubes and I decided to print these cubes and these Mm -hmm. cubes were resources, of course. So every face of the of the cube had the little resource symbol. uh, Yes. Yeah, I remember that. And that, and that, you know, obviously, some, I could have just used any cubes that I have there, and I and then I decided to use that because I could, and and I thought it was cool looking. So it it definitely helps even uh, make these normal components that you can buy anywhere give it that extra oomph for your game. Mm-hmm. Now, yeah, I, I I definitely love the idea of using for specific components that you can you need to make through three D printing. I have uh, one of my co designs with Eric has um it's very it's very uh, plastic focused and mm-hmm. and i designed these these uh plastics to have different interactions with each other and it was a lot of fun and this is the kind of thing that you can only design if you have a 3d printer because right, right. what's your alternative right are you going to just be doing this uh 3d modeling and then sending it to somebody to make uh, a uh 3D, uh, you know, whatever the the process is with the metal thing that costs $2,000, right? I mean, that's Right, just... right. There
0: is actually a market for hiring out your 3D printer. I've actually was looking into that where, like, just saying, like, hey, I print anything for a small fee, send me a file, right? And, like, yeah. um, you take the information and you charge them a small fee and you print. And when you're not printing other stuff... Hey, it's a great way to make your printer pay for itself. So there is a market for that, but I don't want to have <laughs> so, to do that. I don't
1: want to get a STL
0: file and send it to someone, right? Like builders, I just want to do Builders, it myself. keep
1: an eye out on Etsy. You'll see just <laughs> printing on Etsy, um, you
0: builders, you need anything printed. You hook me up, look me up small fee. I got your back. We're going to take, we'll make it happen.
1: Yeah. And I've actually, I've actually done, I printed for, for my fellow designers here in North Carolina um, for no fee yet. Uh, but (laughs) but right. Right. Well, I mean, I,
0: my, my small fee would mostly be to just cover time and materials. Right. I mean, I mean, yeah, if it's not a builder, if it's just somebody off Facebook asking for something, yeah, I'm going to charge them. But, um, you know,
1: it is, it is interesting with 3d printing. Uh, usually it's used for, for bigger scale stuff. But using it for for board games, it's actually very cost effective because the components <laughs> so small, right? Less than a gram per component is, and mm-hmm. you have a kilogram spool is less than thirty dollars. It's yeah, it's yep. crazy how, how much you can do with just that, with that much plastic. Um, so so it's definitely it, it opens up to a lot of things and. Even even uh, little stuff that you can do with with cards sometimes like for example I, I designed another game. It's called Pizza Life, and it uses dials um, to for, to do some voting. And you could have I could have done voting with you know five uh, six cards zero through five, and instead I just printed a little uh, plastic dial that I can just use zero through five. Um, nice, nice. It's yeah. something that you can hold in the palm with one hand and you can make the vote with just one hand and put a face down. With a yep. hand of six cards, you have to look around. And of course, sometimes people arrange them zero through five. So even when you vote, you can sometimes give information yep, away. Yep. Um, so little stuff like that is definitely very useful. Um, mm-hmm. And even, even further, I've actually designed a game... Uh, Called uh, the Dragon Forest. This is an older design of mine, and I designed it for one of the Habba Design contests. And and I yeah, I know I've I've seen that one. Yeah, yeah. I used wood for that one, and then I decided once I got a three D printer, I I made it a, a point to I'm gonna design redesign this whole game and use plastic. And mm-hmm. it was interesting to print a whole prototype. It it took takes me seven days. I don't know how much uh, how much plastic, but but it's a lot of printing because uh, the board is all plastic and they interconnect with each other and it's like it, and I even painted the board and that was fun um, and and it, it is something that there's no limit, you know, to right, the things that right. you can do once you you start mailing with this kind of stuff.
0: Yeah, no, I agree. Actually, it's funny because this we planned this topic last week, but just today um, I was looking at. Uh, I saw something that inspired an idea. And so for the first time, I'm going to attempt to print a big, like basically I'm going to attempt to print a game board, uh, a three d okay. printed game board um, that I'm not going to try and explain right now, but it's I, right now. The hardest part is like figuring out the design and how to like, how to model that, like the right modeling of it. Um, Cause I know exactly what I need, but it's, I it's hard to go out and just find exactly what I need uh, because it's, it's very specific. Um, but like printing that and then like, so I figured out one, i like, I could print it this way, but it was going to take 20 hours to print because it's not hollow. Um, so I'm like, okay, so I need to make this hollow and put supports in it so that it's not awful. Um, you know, so yeah, yeah. Cause obviously supports are a lot easier to use than printing it. Um, than printing it, you know, even with infill, like, you know, with 5% infill is still, going to be more than the supports are going to do
1: yeah yeah that and that's that's another thing like once you start uh doing the modeling part of things because there's a lot of free resources out there thingiverse and 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 Octo, is it octopus 3d or something i know that's i'm not sure one. about
0: that one yeah i use thingiverse uh, a lot and then i use tinkercad with yeah. tinkercad you can actually pull in files um like and you, Or you can just take shapes like, hey, I want to start with this base shape, and then I put that into my Prusa modeling program, which was free with, with the software, with those three, with the printer, where I can actually put it in, reshape some stuff, resize it, slice it down to what I want, and then print it. So, yeah. And I'll be yeah, like, so okay, three hours. How do I make it two hours?
1: Like, <laughs> try to, like, level it down. So now you know, builders, whenever you get uh Jason's game with D printing, it's gonna be the, the minimum value I can do it. Viable product. No, that's um, not what I meant. I,
0: I there's no, a lot no, of no. with 3D printing, there's a lot of waste and overdoing things, right? Where you're like, all right, I'm gonna make this like fifty percent like of the insides being filled with and it's it's not always necessary. It's really finding that magic number where it's it's the right amount because uh, otherwise you're also making your stuff really heavy which isn't helpful either because, you know, I mean...
1: It, it can be. It can be. I actually designed uh, this cool little art piece where you have, like, a like a teak, like, a, a coffee cup uh, dropping uh, coffee. Yeah, yep. it's being held. So, and, and in that case, the splash, it's 100% density. So, it's right, heavier. Yep. And then everything else is, is lighter. So, it can be, like, suspended right, in the air. Right. It's pretty cool. Um, no, but uh, uh, to, to what I was saying earlier. Um, and I may have lost my third uh, t- uh, thought there. Um, so I, I forgot what we were talking about.
0: <laughs> 3d printing, uh, components. So,
1: <laughs> no, I know, I know, but, uh, what were I, I forgot. So anyway, Oh, Oh no, I remember. I remembered. So I was talking about the modeling tools, right? Uh, and the yeah, sorry. Yes, yes. Available. And of course Jason interrupted me and and messed me up. Anyway. It's true, sorry. Um the the one that I use is called Shaper 3D. And and this one is it uses you can use um a a tablet. I use an iPad Pro and with an Apple Pencil, so it resources wise it uses some some tools that not many people may have available. And also it has a free version. Uh, but uh, I, with, uh, uh, a friend, uh, uh, UD, uh, UD, uh, Kevin Udi from, from Andrew North Carolina, Asheville, we, we got, um, uh, a subscription because he's a, he's a teacher. So I have it set up. So, Hey, if you nice. ever need anything, I'll definitely get it for you. And, and it's been a really good resource. Shaper 3D. It's, it's one of those things that you, when you, you can deal with your fingers and a pen. Uh, On designing 3D model, it makes things really easy, especially when you can Mm -hmm. measure things specifically how you need it. Uh, And that one is one that I've used uh, since I started, and and I really recommend it. Uh, But uh, stuff like you were saying, uh, Tinkercad is one if you want to make basic shapes. But a lot of times when you're designing, you're looking for specific things that some people may not have thought of. And that is true. Yes. Work with your design. So, so this is definitely one of those things that you may want to start learning about. And there may be other resources that are free that I don't know about. I, this may be the, the only one that I, I, the first one that I checked and I just stayed with it and I, and I have been enjoying it, but there's probably, we're not, we're not the, the leading source of information. No, on not at training. all. And um,
0: I, I just downloaded Shaper actually. So I'll, I'll check that out. Um, for my Mac, uh, but yeah. Yeah. The, free, yeah, the no. free
1: version gives you two free designs. So after that, you have to delete one of the, or, or of the two to make a new one. Um, but it's, it's really, it's really, it, because I have, obviously I have experience using AutoCAD uh, for, for my civil engineering design. So it's very, very similar to that, how it works. Um, so, so I really, I really enjoy that, but it, all in all, Uh, I have really liked using uh, 3D printing because it really uh, limits the amount of things that you have to buy instead of now having to buy these meeples, these cubes, these whatever, even dice. I know dice have to be uh, balanced and stuff, but um, now you can just focus on buying uh, uh, plastic filament and just have it ready whenever you need something, you'll print it. Uh, which is which definitely uh, adds a lot of of um, uh, versatility to your mm-hmm. to your design. Absolutely, absolutely. Because a lot of times is it's like you're you thought of something that you wanted to design, and you know, I don't know how how that can be done. And then you look at at it online, and just something that I did. You know, I looked at Etsy or or eBay and stuff like that, trying to find the specific thing that I'm looking for. And a lot of times, I didn't find it. And that was the end of that. So it's kind of oh, well, whenever I I get a chance, I'll keep looking for it. But now it, that's not the case. Now it the limit is your imagination, right? That's the that's the tagline. Right, right.
0: right. <laughs> so um, well, yeah. So builders, if you have anything that you're doing with printing, uh, reach out to us. Let us know. We'd love to chat about it and hear more. Check us out on a Discord channel. Uh, I could I gladly would start a 3D printing channel if people wanted to go in and chat about that because um yeah we can help each other out and you know it's uh it's exciting new stuff we can do now julio you i think said you were gonna pitch a game is that correct you were like i got some ideas Uh, to
1: pitch i'm i'm always ready i'm always ready uh so this is actually a newer design and it's based off an existing design that i had pitched based on an ip and you know which this one is uh uh but i just like the game so so much and everybody I've tested it has has loved it. I decided I just can't. And of course, I'm still waiting to hear from the publisher. I don't know what's going on there. Um, but in the meantime, I had some time in my hands, and I decided to redesign the game. And that's the one that I spoke about earlier, which is Pizza Life. Um, and in this game, it's it's a party game. And, and this is a game of relating anything in your life to pizza. Uh, essentially everybody has, a round, uh, pizza divided into six, uh, slices, but there's only five available because one of them you eat, ate it. So visually it looks like, uh, just a pizza with one slice taken out. So it's zero to five. And that's what you're voting on. That's the dial that I made. So you have a dial, uh, your little pizza that says from zero to five and the game is simple. Uh, it's like three to seven people and the active player will get the pizza box. So there's a pizza box that I, that I made for this game and you put your little pizza on the pizza box and you draw a card and the dr- card is going to ask you different things related to pizza sizes. So for example, you may get your, the pizza box and draw the card and the card says, how many slices of pizza would you trade for a Wi-Fi password? Uh, so something like that. And, and then their person, everybody else has to vote from zero to five on what they think the person that drew the card is going to, is going to say. Mm-hmm. So after everybody has voted, they put their pizza face down and then the person with the pizza on the pizza box voted votes and then reveals by opening the pizza box. So it has that reveal feeling, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. and whoever got it right, gets a card, which is a point and if the majority of people got it right, you also the person that, that, that did the the reveal also gets a, a, a point. And whoever gets five cards as points wins.
0: And uh so I know what this original one was. I actually like this better than your original <laughs> idea. I feel like this fits really, really well. Um this yes. would be a super fun party game. Um yeah, yeah, yeah. No, it's um and it's good for conversation, which I love. I love games where you can have interesting conversations.
1: And and it's it's really, I mean, just the, all the playtests, because I've actually done a lot of playtesting in, in person for this one. I've probably done more than, than 15 playtests at this point because it's been one of those games that you play it once and then people want to keep playing it. Um, right, right. But it's interesting because I actually came up, the hardest part was obviously the questions, right? Because the questions had to be things that, wouldn't be too easy or too difficult had to be right in between the zero and five right, right. And very
0: very subjective right yeah
1: yeah yeah for sure and and of course with pizza in a sense everybody likes pizza you know i think i think that's mm-hmm. the case yeah even if you're i mean vegetarian or vegan there's right. always a, a an option for you um right, right. so is that the kind of food yeah, that,
0: the other I, one not so much it just occurred to me
1: <laughs> <laughs> yes 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 but why would um, those people be playing that game right uh, who, who weren't and, interested in that and, of course, the builders don't know anything about that, but it has yeah, happened. No, they just it just me right? yeah. it, And yeah. they still played and had fun, but it was definitely a talking point there at feedback, at least. Um, so so this is one that I'm, I'm already uh, – the hardest part was making the questions, right? Uh, so yeah, I oh, yeah. I, I have 100 questions, and the best thing about it is that – the question is different for everybody, right? So the Wi-Fi password question is is a number for me, but if you draw that card in the future game, is a different number for you. Uh, so so it's it definitely one of those games that it, it it will not get old. Uh, even if you're playing with the same group of people, so so that's uh one that I'm definitely excited about.
0: Yeah, and I I can attest having done some games like that that involve questions and things. You know, I mean different than that, but you know what I mean. That the questions are brutal to come up with because, you know, if you if you want to know about good questions, I would suggest listening to the episode that Alex Roberts was on. Um, and uh, that episode, like she talked a lot about what makes up a good question. And it's it's tough, right? Like, it's tough. You want like you, how many pieces of pizza for the Wi-Fi for a Wi-Fi password is a great example of a really solid question because it's relatable to everyone. Everybody wants the Wi-Fi password. Everybody should want pizza, right? Um, yeah. So it's just like, oh yeah. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So no, that's <laughs> yeah, that's a good one.
1: There's there's another one, of course. There's ones related to eating pizza, like how many pieces, how many slices would you eat after getting off a plane? You know, that's always that's always an interesting one too. Kind of right the situation when when you're. What's
0: the max I can vote? <laughs> It's that.
1: <laughs> well, that's the thing, right? Because sometimes people don't feel well after flying on a plane. Oh yeah. So no, I'm it's... ready for pizza. <laughs> there so... you go. So, so now I know I would... that at least. The question should be: How many pieces of pizza would you eat before you got on a plane? <laughs> yep. yep that yeah. That so... for me would be like one. And and that's the thing. It's funny because when I was coming up with the questions, I had like, what are the? Uh, I don't know what you would call it when it comes to writing, but before after eating trading giving wanting yep. yep all, all, all that kind of stuff so so it was it was interesting and and I did it in a couple of days so I'm I'm, cool. I'm definitely excited to to get this one I already uh, did the pizzas and especially the pizzas are double-sided so one side is always cheese and the other side is just different toppings so people can be like oh I want this nice the the veggie one or the or the pepperoni one and if you don't get one you want you just get the cheese so
0: that's very cool (laughs) awesome well hey this has been a fun discussion this evening uh it was really good to chat with you again sir uh we should do this again not in two months like let's do it again sooner that'd be real it depends on you so
1: (laughs) i know i have to call you yeah just just let jason know
0: for the record builder so you know julio never says no when i'm like do you want to come on the show this time he's always like i'll, I'll make it work yes so
1: yeah um it's yeah. fun it's fun and i get to to just talk to another fellow designer especially during these times and and i do that every so often but it's just nice to have this conversation and and i Agreed. know people listen and and it's is i whenever i get to see any of you in person we get to discuss this stuff in person so it was it was a good one
0: Thank you. Yeah, I So, All right. Well, Builders, if you want to get in touch with us, you, of course, can find us at buildinggamepodcast.com. You can email us at buildinggamepodcast at gmail.com. You can call us at 770 hotel btg If you do go to our website, be sure to check out our Discord channel. On the Discord page, uh, come join our Discord channel. New people joining every day. That's a lie, but new people joining uh, mm-hmm. from time to time. So uh, please come check it out. The best place, of course, to reach us is on Twitter, uh, at PodcastBTG, at J.A. Slingerland, at HuNasaru, and you can also um, find us in all your lovely podcasting places. Uh, but until next time, good
1: night. Buenas noches.
0: Building the game, which isn't in friends, which is
1: friends. Building the game, Building the game, which isn't in friends, which isn't in friends.
0: Dial seven, 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 hotel, BGG. Please don't use the email.